Welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast, a show about property, entrepreneurship, and personal development. This show is designed to give you the foundations and building blocks to move forward on your journey and live a more inspired life. Hello and welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Mark Fitzgerald, and as always, it is super to have you joining me here today. So today's topic is a very interesting one and one I get asked about all the time, and that is, should I do joint ventures or not in property? Now, there's lots and lots of different answers and different ways you can use joint ventures to your advantage in property. And we're going to cover a few of those today. But what I would also like to start with is if you want to stack some deals and you're struggling to work out the numbers, then please do use my deal stacker that I offer free of charge to anybody who wants to stack rent to rent deals or property deals or look at how long they can get their money back if they do a refurbishment. If you're on iTunes, you can go to the show notes and you can click on the link to download it now. And if you're not on iTunes, if you find me on social media, you click on the link in my bio, you'll be able to scroll through the links there and be able to download all the tips and tricks and free resources that I offer out there. And as I always say, I started doing this from other property professionals when they offered free resources. I used their free resources to help me Um, to learn, to help me to be able to stack deals and to get better educated in what I was doing. So I want to do the same for you guys. I want to help you guys. So that is there on offer. I don't keep these on offer forever. So if you want it, get yourselves over there now and get it downloaded. And I hope it helps you. And if it does, drop me a line to say how it's helped you and what it's helped you to do, because I'm always interesting. So back to today's topic. And of course, We are talking about joint ventures and should you be looking at doing joint ventures or not? So in the property world per se, there's a lot of people out there saying you should be doing deals, but you should be using other people's money. So if you're looking at doing a joint venture in such a way of working with people to give them a better return on their money that may or may not be sat around in the banks not actually making them anything, then it's a very good thing to be looking at and doing. But the caveat to that is you do need to know what you're doing. Please, please do not get yourselves into a deal or into a situation where you are dealing with other people's money and you are not 100% sure about what you're doing and how you're doing it. And also have a plan A, which we all should have, a plan B and a plan C. And go through each of those plans with the person who's maybe putting the capital in or with the person that you're maybe putting your capital in with. Make sure they've got these plans and that they can basically show you if if plan A doesn't work, We've got plan B. And last case scenario, if plan B doesn't work, this is plan C to protect not only you, to protect the deal and to protect your capital and your money or the investor's capital and money. Make sure that it's not what I would always say personally myself. I would never like to take a large chunk of somebody's money and do a project or um or even do, I don't know, a deal or something like that that I'd never really done before. Even if I hadn't done it before at a smaller level. Yes, 
we all start somewhere. So you can start to do things at smaller levels uh, and use little chunks of change and capital. But if you're going into a big project and you've never done anything before, never done a conversion or never even been involved in property before, be very, very careful because nine times out of 10, you will struggle to get that level of capital. You will struggle to get the joint ventures to come and work with you if you're very new and don't have a proven track record, then it is going to be difficult. But it's still possible. And like I say, it's about knowing what you're getting yourself into. It's about being transparent and it's about working along with other people. Now, another sort of joint venture that I see people getting into is business agreements. So, when you're getting into a business agreement with somebody, maybe doing a joint venture, maybe you're looking at um, maybe starting a rent to rent business and, you know, somebody's got maybe the money to put into it and the other person's got the time to put into it or you've both got the time and little money. It doesn't really matter. You know, rent to rent can be structured in such a way that it doesn't cost you massive amounts of money to get great cash flow from properties that are not yours, that properties that you do not own. And it's a great little strategy to be able to get you out of your day job and set you on the path to doing more things that you enjoy doing. But we'll talk about all of that later. So if you were going to do a joint venture in a business situation, what you do have to make sure, and there's some pitfalls that a lot of people at the beginning fall into, and it's really just making sure that you and whoever you're getting into partnership with know your roles and responsibilities in what you are doing. So who's going to be doing what and making sure that both of you completely understand what is expected of you so that if uh, for argument's sake, if one's doing operational pieces and another one's doing maybe cash flow and marketing and things, is making sure that when the operations part starts to flow into the cash flow situation and things need filling in, nobody can turn around and say, I'm too busy for that. I don't have time for that. Because that is where one party will always feel that they're doing more than the other party or this wasn't agreed at the start or this, I'm not happy with this. And this is where joint venture partnerships break down. It's when realistically, you know, one, one person or one side of the partnership feels that they're doing more or the other side of the partnership just isn't really doing anything that they should be doing. So they can be brilliant when set up correctly, when everybody knows what they're doing uh, and when, when the detail is actually laid down. So this is what I'm doing, this, this, this and this. You're concentrating on that, that, that and that. And both parties sort of sign a little agreement between themselves. You can obviously get it all officially done in contracts and everything. And, you know, if you're going to, depending on how big you want to be, that's the way you want to go. But it's making sure initially you've got something in paper to turn around and be able to say, right, I've done this and that. Um, now that's your part. And for nobody to be able to turn around and say, you know, it's not my bit. I haven't got time for that. Uh, if it is their part and they should be doing it, then you can both agree to get that going. So joint ventures can be very powerful and they can also be very, um, very damaging. They can also, you know, you can have good friendships. Let's be straight here. You can have good friendships at the beginning. Like I say, when it's all exciting and things and that can soon turn to uh, resentment. That can soon turn to not really getting on the way that you should be getting on if you don't lay these things out. But again, if you do lay them out and you get them working together and they're in sync, you can sort of double your productivity. You can double what you're doing and you can grow a lot quicker. 
in property, I think and most people, when they look at JVs, they want to be borrowing somebody's money. And what you have to remember is everybody sort of in property needs money. Uh, you can do deals, um, st strategic deals without the use of money up front. But somewhere along the line, you are going to need some level of capital. And if you cannot borrow it from the banks or borrow it from bridging companies, then you are going to need to look for the individual investments from, you know, potentially uh, joint venture partners. And again, that still needs to be laid down. If somebody's bringing the money, it's a case of what else are they bringing to the table? What else are you expecting? What are their expectations of you? And again, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but having it all laid out or wrote down um, and both having a copy of it just means that everybody knows what they should be doing and when they should be doing it. So joint ventures can be great, but I wouldn't go rushing out looking for people to work with. In my experience, what I find with joint venture partnerships when they're when they're starting out is people want somebody around them so that they feel comfortable. Now, they might want somebody around them to do the bits that they don't want to do. And that can work very well. So if you're somebody that likes to be out and about talking to people, negotiating deals, the face of the company, if that's your bag, uh, and you're partnered up with somebody who doesn't want to be out there. They're very introverted. They're happy to be looking at the stats, doing the spreadsheets, doing all the analyzing in the background. Then that works really, really well. But if you're both sort of the same, you both want to be up front. You both want to be out there doing the negotiating and the deals. And neither of you want to be doing the back end sort of stuff, the numbers, you know, the grind, as I call it, because that's certainly not a place that I like to be. Then it can be difficult. So don't get into a joint venture partnership just because you want to feel comfortable. You want somebody around you to be able to tell you what to do or you, you want somebody around you to support you through the hard times. At the end of the day, you can have friends, you can build up your network, you can build up your community to have people do that. Um, but yeah, I see too many people getting into uh, joint venture partnerships because it feels comfortable to have that support, to have somebody around them rather than actually getting into a joint venture partnership because that joint venture partnership works. You don't necessarily, I would say you need to get on, you need to be able to talk, you need to be able to communicate, but your joint venture partner does not have to be your best friend. You know, we're not saying that you've got to be bosom buddies. Yes, you've got to be able to communicate. You've got to be able to argue without falling out. You know, things like that. If it's for the benefit of the business, then, you know, you can say your piece and nobody holds a grudge. Uh, and that can be very difficult to find because you don't really know people's true colors until you get to that point. And by that time, it can be too late. You know, too much maybe damage can be done and things like that. But in general... If you set yourself up, as with anything else in life and in property and in business, set yourself up for success, lay down the law at the beginning of what your expectations are and what it is you're trying to achieve. Have a plan. Obviously, always, always have a plan and have a plan B. I know a lot of people say, I'm not bothering with plan B. I'm not bothering with a plan C because plan A has to work. You know, it's, it's burn all the boats and move forward. Well, that's okay, but if you're um, if you have an investor that's coming up and wanting to invest some money there, and they say, "Well, that's the plan A. That's excellent. I get my return back and happy days, and I get my money back at this time." What happens if it all goes wrong? Well, I'm not planning for anything to go wrong. You're just going to set yourself up for a massive fall. You need to have con contingency plans, easy for you to say, 
And you need to be able to show them that their money's in safe hands and that at the end of the day, if you cannot deliver on everything that you're actually setting out to deliver. And remember, property can be a little bit ups and downs. There can things can happen that we we don't expect and probably and normally do. If you've ever done any decent sized projects, you'll always have had extra expenses that you weren't expecting and slight things that always change and come into effect that you can't really anticipate everything. So you need to be able to roll with it. And if you can do that and show that you can do that, then you're on to a winner. So I'm not trying to put anybody off of joint ventures. I just want you to all to make sure that you know exactly what it is you're walking into and you set yourself up in the best possible manner. So I find one of the best ways to set yourself up for success, whether it's doing joint ventures, whether it's starting uh, a deal sourcing business, a rent to rent business, or just in property in general, one of the best things to do is to make sure that you have a 90 day plan. And what I have been doing is I've been going out to a lot of networking events and I've been talking to a lot of people uh, and doing my presentation. And I find there's a lot of people out there that don't have a plan. They maybe have a rough idea about what they want to achieve, but they don't have their goals laid down in a 90 day plan. They they can't actually tell you, you know, what they expect to achieve over the next three months. They could tell you what they like to achieve, but not what they expect. And if you don't set yourself up for success at the beginning, if you don't set yourself um, targets and deadlines and weekly tasks and daily tasks, then you're just going to drift around and you're never really going to get yourself to where you want to get through. So again, I have a very simplified 90 day plan that people are more than welcome to download and to get their hands on. And if you think you could use it and set yourself up for success, then do that. If you want a joint venture, if you need investors, if you need people to work with, set yourself a plan. How are you going to find these people? What do you want to know about these people? And what will they want to know about you and what you can bring to the table? Plan it out. Make sure you know exactly where you want to be in the next three months. As we come to the end of the year here, we're coming to the last quarter. I am working on my next 90 day plan to make sure it's the best 90 days I've had so far. I always push and strive to be better and to try new things. And I'm making sure that I'm planning myself and I'm planning success for those. The people around me and my students, I also encourage them to do the same. So they will work through a very similar PDF themselves. They will plan their own successes and some of them are absolutely nailing it out there at the moment. They are getting strong results, better results than actually I did, which just goes to show I fumbled and bumbled my way through a lot of this. Yes, I did get educated, but you always learn tips and tricks along the way. And by now being able to share those tips and tricks with my students, some of the results they're getting are incredible. And the guys and girls that maybe it's taken a bit longer know for a fact that if they stick with the systems, if they stick with the processes that are put in place, that they will get the results they need. There is no magic switch. There is no magic pill out there to get your results. It's just hard work and being persistent. So guys, I can't help you any more than I have today, and I am going to let you crack on with the rest of your week. So until next time, you'll take care, you'll focus on your vision, and you keep pushing yourselves forward. And I shall catch you a bit later. Bye for now. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe and share the podcast with others. And if you could take a minute to leave the show a review, that would really mean a lot to me as well. Lastly, 
why not head over to the Property Unleashed Facebook group? And if you do, I'll see you there. Take care and make sure you keep focusing on your vision. Bye for now.